What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Brainy. It is 7 o'clock on Thursday, May 24th, 25th. I'm not sure what the date is, but you know what that means. It is the day before Memorial Day weekend. I'm so pumped. Memorial Day, you know, I know the intent is for the veterans, for the troops, everyone that's serving in the military and protecting us, and I love that. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the troops, and I'm always supporting the troops. I have a ton of t-shirts I didn't need to buy, but I did that support the troops, but hey, Thank you for all those serving. We do not forget about you, and we know what you are doing this for, and we appreciate that. Now, on the home front, this is a weekend that is the most fun. Now, for me, it's my number one weekend, my number one vacation, my number one uh holiday in general because of just it's the kickoff of everything you know I know I've mentioned this in the past that May is like my favorite month it flew by you know May is ending next week and this month flew by just because of everything you've got going on you've got holidays you've got parties Uh, I've got a lot of birthday parties going to the bars are kicking off this month has flown by you know so I'm pumped up for this weekend I've got you know, we're going to DJs tomorrow. We're going to Parker House tomorrow. We're going to the BNT for cocktails. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend. It's my favorite. I I know it's not everybody's favorite because, you know, 4th of July is in the middle of the summer. And that's a good one. But this is just the kickoff. You know, this is the big weekend. So really pumped about that. But party plans aside, there's still a lot going on. It is the kickoff of the summer. We've got a lot of things going on. I've mentioned a couple that I've got going on, and I'm going to roll right into this week's top five. This week's top five is summer events, summer things you've got going on, I've got going on, things to look forward to because it is late May, and over the next one, two, three plus months, it's going to be just hot, fun, nice out, late nights, uh, sun is out later, all the good stuff. So, my top five things I'm doing this summer. Number five, the BNT. Now, for those who don't know, it's short for the Bath and Tennis Club. I am a higher member of society, as you see today. Last Saturday, I interviewed at the Bath and Tennis Club, a private beach club in Spring Lake, New Jersey, where I've been a member uh, underneath my parents' name for years, like 20 years. But I've apparently aged out, and it's time to go on my own. So I must say goodbye to uh, the free drinks and food that my parents have offered me for so long underneath their name there, and start paying for it myself. But good news is the interview went well. Uh, I was spoken about highly from uh, my sponsor, my uh, my seconder, uh, my proposer, the letter writers. I had to go through a lot to do this, and... Uh, it seems like the interview went really well, and I'm happy to announce that they accepted me, and now it's all about not getting on the bad side of any of the board members. So hopefully uh, no listeners to the Jake podcast over on the board over at the BNT. We shall see. But I'm excited about that. There's going to be a lot of uh, happy hour cocktails on Friday afternoons. Pick up my sister from the train station. The two of us head down to the Bath and Tennis Club get a couple drinks to start our Friday night done right. Very excited for that just to be like my weekly process. Uh, Kind of bummed because I was 
really hoping to get off tomorrow for the Friday and make it a four-day weekend, and I had the opportunity to do so. Uh, but when I was planning on asking, I th was thinking about it, and someone else asked off and you know wanted to take it for uh, you know quote unquote the uh, kids' birthdays stuff like that. So I was like, eh, all right, I get it. Like you know, me getting drunk isn't the most important thing, but hey everybody's fair game you know I decided not to have kids and uh, look at me I'm thriving right now so <laughs> so yeah anyway where was I oh yeah B&T so very excited about that lots of good times at the B&T coming this summer I've had a lot of good times over the last 20 plus years and that's certainly going to increase now that I have to pay to be there uh, I'm definitely going to get my money's worth good food good atmosphere I mean who doesn't love the fucking beach and, and cocktails that's awesome number four I mean, Parker season. This isn't just Parker House, but this is also everything that comes with, you know, all the Jersey Shore bars. You know, I love going to Boathouse. I love going to DJs. I love the whole scene around here. We got a little taste of it two weekends ago at the, like, quote-unquote local summer startup. Uh, now it's, now, you know, two weeks later... It's Memorial Day weekend. Everybody is here. Everybody's coming down from, you know, you got the Bennies coming over and from the ben, ben Franklin Bridge. You've got everybody coming from up north in the New York City. Lots of people coming to town. It's going to get annoying fast. There are going to be a lot of people I don't like at these places, but try not to let that bother me. I have too much fun to let some, you know, assholes that don't live here bother me on that one. So, yeah. Number four is the bar scene that's going uh, going on over the next three plus months. Number three, if you haven't heard, I know I spoke about it in a few pods, but I haven't really gone deep into it. Is I'm house shopping. You know, I moved out of my uh, place with all my buddies, and I am currently looking through the market trying to find a place. Uh, my parents and a lot of you know realtors that I've talked to and a lot of people that have been. You know, there are more seasoned veterans at this. I've been telling me, look, maybe buying in the summer isn't the best idea. So maybe I'll wait till after the summer. But there's going to be a lot of shopping, uh, a lot of shopping for houses in the meantime. What's the best area to go to? I like my little bubble. You know, I like Asbury Park, Bradley Beach, Belmar, Seagirt. Uh, I, I don't want to leave this area. Uh, I think I'd go as far north as Red Bank, even though... That wouldn't be like my first choice. I kind of like more south. And I go as south as like Bayhead, but it seems like those are all like mansions and stuff. So I'm really sticking to, you know, Manasquan to Asbury Park, focusing on Belmar, Asbury Park, because that's the places I know, the places I love. I'm really excited. I don't know what I'm doing, but fortunately, it seems like I've got a lot of people uh, on my side trying to help me out, looking for places. It's really exciting. It's a lot of fun. And look, I'd, I'd love to be out on my own and you know paying for a mortgage instead of just like paying down rent. So really interesting stuff coming up. And if you've got any pointers, anything to look out for, let me know. I mean, hey, I'm I am not too big uh, to to hear from anybody. I'm uh, I am at everybody's feet here. I'm I don't know what I'm doing. So any help is is appreciated. And you know what? I'll throw your t-shirt your way if you can help me out. <laughs> that's, that's the going rate. Help me find a house, you get a t-shirt. Okay, so number two. Uh, this is a little up in the air right now, a little, a little crazy, is uh, the guy's baseball trip that we do every summer. So two years ago, I started this. Uh, 
when I decided, you know, it was in February, we're watching, now it was probably, I think it was, yeah, it was February, because it was college basketball season, I told my friends, hey, listen, I really want to go to Fenway Park this year, I've never gone, uh, I've gone to Boston, but never went to Fenway, I'd love to go for a weekend, I see the Indians are playing them this weekend, and uh, I'm going to go, and if anyone wants to join me, let me know, I'm going to be driving up there, and I offered to drive the whole way, and I uh, quickly got one of my buddies uh, to jump on board because he and I were living in the same house at the time. I said, hey, man, you want to do this, right? And he was like a little hesitant. And I'm like, come on, I'm going to get another guy or two. And, and he was like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. And and we had two. And then my other buddy approached me and was like, hey, this sounds awesome. I've always wanted to go to Fenway Park. He was in. And then we kind of cornered our other buddy during the college basketball Sweet 16 and he was getting a little drunk, and we were like, hey, you're going to come, right? This will be a great four-man you know, four -man team that we got going up there. And he's like, yeah, I'm all for it. Like, let's do it. And then the next day, we bought tickets on top of the Green Monster, and we got a hotel room, and we just ran around Back Bay and, and had one of the best nights ever. It was so great. We were there for not even 24 hours. We drove up on a Saturday morning of like that May 19, 20th weekend. And then we we had a four o'clock game that day, and then we left Sunday morning. And, and I drove the whole way, but having my friends there, and we even had a last second guy jump in because he was jealous of the crew. And I'm like, listen, I invited everybody a while ago, and nobody was really like gun ho for it until you hear that there's an actual crew going, and you're like, well, now I want to be involved. But it was so much fun sitting on the Green Monster with four of my best friends. We had an awesome time. Then the next year. We really spiced it up. We're like, all right, where are we going to go? we got to change it up. We've gone to all the New York places. We've gone to Philadelphia. And I've told you about this trip because this was one of the focuses of one of the early episodes last year. We went to Pittsburgh, dressed up as pirates. 100 people wanted to take pictures with us, even though we're like joking around. But everybody wanted in. We had an awesome time there, too. And it was another 24-hour trip. Now, this year's a little different. Since we've done all the spots in the past, you know, or in, in, in the local area, Philly, New York, now Pittsburgh, uh, Boston, you know, we could go to D.C., Baltimore, but we've done those. The idea is Toronto, and none of us have ever been to Toronto. The only problem is we're trying to include more people and have thus pushed it out to the summer instead of the spring. You know, the last two years, we did the game the weekend before Memorial Day because we knew we were avoiding all of like the really great weekends that you want to be here for. Now, you know, we had pushed into the summer and even uh, it's looking a little iffy, but I have confidence that we can still get this done, that we can work on a Toronto weekend. I'm excited, just got to... Figure out a weekend that we can get as many guys as possible because I know it's not going to be, you know, a hundred percent attendance, but we can we can get there. We can get to close, and it'd be great because going to Canada, never been uh, to Toronto. I've been to Canada, but uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Really excited for the baseball trip, even if it's not Toronto, and we go to somewhere that we've gone before. A weekend in Philly. Uh, if we do like uh, the the ultimate idea was finding a weekend where we could see an Orioles game and a Nationals game in the same weekend, you know, do like a Friday night and a Saturday game and come back Sunday. That would be like the ultimate, but not sure if we're going to be able to swing that because there are only so many weekends that they're both at home. So we'll see. 
Really, really fun though, and and it's always great doing stuff with your your best friends and planning like a guy's trip like this. Especially since none of us live together anymore, we're all on our own. Uh, you got to kind of step out of the box to find ways to, you know, really keep these things going. You don't want them to die out just because everyone's not in each other's pocket anymore. Okay, and the number one thing that I've got going on this summer. Uh, and it's, I mean, this is pretty clear to anyone that knows me. I'm going to the Outer Banks twice this summer. I have my family reunion, our 35th, down in the Outer Banks on the July 4th week. Really excited, obviously, for that, to have all my cousins down there. We have uh, a couple, like, you know, grandkids that are there. Uh, it's looking like we have nearly 40 people, including all the babies, too. It's going to be a huge week. We're in this giant mansion of a house now that so many kids need their own bedrooms because they've got their own kids of their own. It's going to be pretty wild. It's always one of the best times of the year. It's great seeing these cousins that I only get to see a few times. Fortunately, now that everyone's like, you know, got their car, got their jobs, everyone can control their own schedule, we plan other things like going to Sean's 21st birthday at Notre Dame. Or them coming out to Jersey, and that would be so much fun if they could do that another time this summer. Those are always some really great weekends, but the North Carolina one can't be topped. Until I go twice in one summer. I, I At first, I thought probably a little overkill, but I'm going at Labor Day as well. The week before Labor Day, my friends, Vin and Serena planned something it might have not just been them i don't i want to give them i don't want to take away all credit from everyone else but i know they were like the catalysts behind making this happen and they are all for the obx house we've got one i think we're in manio no that doesn't sound right uh we might be in corolla the north end of the outer banks and excited to go down with my friends to the outer banks and have a week of drinking and I mean, like I said, you know, when you don't live with everybody anymore, you got to make these extra efforts to go out and see everybody and make things happen. Who knows? Maybe this becomes a tradition and we go to, you know, this is exactly how my family started theirs is when my dad was graduating college and got married to my mom, his brothers and sisters all planned a trip to Jersey, you know, and, and went to, oh man, I don't know where in Jersey they went. Maybe Cape May. But I'm not exactly sure. And then it moved down to Delaware to like uh, Bethany Beach. And then when I was like a toddler, it made it uh, it became the North Carolina OBX trip, and it's been there ever since. And we haven't missed a year. So this is how those things happen. You got to get one person to really like you know start it up and uh, get everybody on board, knock out all the details early on, and boom, you've got like a new tradition. A new thing for everybody. So really excited for the two OBX trips this year. I mean, taking off some prime real estate weekdays in the summer. And that's how you spend your vacation days is some, you know, bomb-ass vacations. So listen, I want everyone to comment on the link. Tell me what your favorite things are that you've got coming up this summer. What is everybody looking forward to? It could be a certain holiday. It could be an anniversary. It could be a wedding they've got going on. I don't have any weddings this year. You know, it's it's pretty crazy. I feel like I, the last couple of years I've had two each year, each summer. 
I got nothing going on this summer, so obviously that means 2019 is going to be booked up pretty quickly. But what do you got going on? What are you really excited for? Let me know. Comment below, and uh, we'll have a conversation going on of the best things to do in the summer. Now, last week, a lot of people got really excited for the royal wedding. Now, to me, it was just this unemployed British guy that lives at his grandma's that married this American actress. But some people got really into it. My sister and my mom and my grandmother included. They're all here. They got scones the day before. They had tea. My mom was wearing a tiara. Uh, my sister was commenting and crying on dresses. It was all... It was all phenomenal, and and at first I was like, "This is ridiculous! This is so stupid!" So, but then, you know, I paused. I was like, "Wait a minute, hold on! Don't get on people for getting into things." My favorite night of the year is when thirty-two teams tell players, "Hey, you're going to play for our football team now." So, I mean, that's that's my favorite night of the year is the draft. And if you think about it, this happens so rarely. You know, this isn't like the Olympics where I really get into the Olympics where I'm like, "Hey, I watch gymnastics for a couple days." every four years royal wedding you know this really only happens like once per generation this does not happen all that often you know after the kate middleton one we knew that this was going to happen sooner or later but this isn't going to happen again for another probably like 25 years so i get it i i appreciate it uh, I know this one was a little controversial. There was like a lot of like black guilt being thrown around, which is like, ooh, yikers. Um, so, but I didn't watch it, so I don't really know what uh, was said, what was going on. I know SNL turned it in and made some really funny spoofs the day of, which I'm like, you know, hey, major props to SNL for making that happen. But hey, if you're into the royal wedding, I I get it. I hope you had a good time. I hope you really enjoyed it. It seemed like it was a really nice event, and uh, I mean. You know, the, fortunately, the dad who didn't go didn't make all the headlines, at least on the day of. So, yeah, uh, and that was last week. It was a nice rainy weekend to stay in and, you know, before the, the calm of the real storm of this upcoming one. Man, I'm so pumped. You got tomorrow, DJ's happy hour with a couple of my buddies. That'll be right after I do the BNT. I know I was getting into this earlier, but my sister and I are going to kick off the weekend with a nice cocktail while no one's at the BNT and we're just chilling. Then run over to DJ's, show up, see some people I haven't seen in a while. There's nothing like the happy hour at DJ's. Then head over to Parker House for the rest of the night. I got my VIP card. I'll be cruising into there late, cut the line. There's no deal, so I don't have to worry about missing the deal anymore. That's a thing of the past. It's now $3 beers all night long. There's nothing that's going to hike up the prices. I'm just going to be rolling in late and I'm going to enjoy it. And then, hey, call it a night around, I don't know, 1130 when they close up and maybe get a good night's sleep before another long weekend. I am not running in the Spring Lake 5 on Saturday. Shocker to all who I usually sleep through this anyway, but I did not register. I don't plan on running. I fractured my ankle. Good thing I didn't register because I'm not running in the race. Instead, I'm going to sleep in. I might make a late appearance at the Scotto party where I'll just show up in like some pajamas and be like, hey, what's the beef? What did I miss? Hang out with some friends I haven't seen in a while. Tom Scotto's coming down, his wife and uh, his brothers, they'll all be around. So I'll get some you know backyard fun and drinking in the backyard. That'll be great. And then... Barbecue City on, on Sunday. Got two different ones going on. And that'll be before what could be a Game 7. 
I'll get to the basketball in a second. But the two barbecues, I drew a big responsibility in the first one. Everybody in our friend group was assigned something. Uh, or actually, no. Everyone volunteered for something. I was assigned something. I thought this was very strange that they would just assign me something and not anyone else. They're like, Jake, you got a very important job for you. You're the Iceman. And I looked at them. I was like, oh, you, you are going to be so happy that you made me the Iceman. I am going to show up blaring Ice Ice Baby. I'm going to have, I don't know, maybe like 10 bags of the 20 pounds of ice. I'm going to be so ready with this ice. It's my one job. I can't screw it up. So I got to bring all the ice possible. They've got the beer. They've got, they don't even have the, the freezer room for this. I might as well bring a freezer too for the ice. This would be, this is my job. This is my thing. And uh, the other one's going to be right before game seven. Or Well, it could be a game seven if the Cavs finish uh, the job in Cleveland in game six. So I'll jump right into that. The Cavs, last time we spoke, were down 0-2. I was negative on them, but I had not given up hope because I said, listen, they just need to take care of their stuff at home, and they could win one of these road games. So they did take care of their stuff at home, but they did not win game five, which I thought, that's really the one you want to win because you had all the momentum, you were playing well, I mean, they played really well in Cleveland. They're running an offense. That was the most noticeable thing is that in Boston, it was a lot of one-on-one -on -one ball. And J.R. Smith plays really well off the ball. He does not play well with the ball in his hands, it seems like. LeBron looked sluggish in Game 5 as opposed to Games 3 and 4 when he just dominated. The expectations for him are insane right now. It's I mean, I don't know what you do. You, you, know, you chastise the guy and say he had a horrible, tired game. He still went for 26 and 10. That's a horrible, tired game. You know, he goes for 44, and people are like, all right, did the Cavs win? They're like, that's the expectation is he goes for 44. You see the list of the guys who don't score 44 in the playoffs? Chris Paul's never done that. Carmelo Anthony's never done that. Kevin Durant's never done 44 in a playoff game. It's amazing the list of guys that can't do what he does on, like, seemingly an average playoff game for him. It's wild. Uh, so the Cavs are now down 3-2. They haven't been able to play a good game in Boston these games have seemingly all been decided in the first quarter, which goes against what a lot of people think. You know, this series has defied basically every basketball statistic and odd to be like, no, 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 no. If the first team wins 2-0, it's like, no, then, then the Cavs won their next two games big. All we know is so far, the teams that are playing at home play a lot better. So we'll see if the Cavs can roll in game six. It's Friday night. Their backs are against the wall. I would have... I would assume and hope that they bring their A game, but if they lose at home, that they really don't deserve to be going on to the finals if they can't win their home game with their back against the wall. And if they are able to win Game 6 Friday night in Cleveland, uh, they will have Game 7 on the road at Boston. You know, recent, <laughs> recent show would tell us that, hey, uh, the Cavs aren't going to win that game because the Celtics are 10-0 at home in the playoffs. Uh, the crowd and the fans and the team know that. Brad Stevens knows that. And they feed off the energy so well. They come out of the game like gangbusters. And it seems like every home game this series, they have been up 10-12 points in the first quarter. And even in game two, when the Cavs had an early lead, 
and a third quarter lead, it just seemed like we were just waiting for Boston to take over because of the way they play at home. Uh, I will say that out of the two teams, the Cavs have been able to show that they can win on the road better than Boston has because the two games, it seemed like Boston had no chance in Cleveland. So I think they do have a chance. uh, And I think as long as LeBron is on their side, they do, but they need to play so much better than they have. And Ty Lue has his work cut out for him because he is just every game, at least the road games, it's like, what's going on, Ty? There's no offense. There's no rhythm. The team is not getting back. They don't look motivated. They look like they're settled in on mailing it in. And that's unfortunate because we've had such a good run of Cavaliers basketball the last four years. I'd really love to win the East one more time. Because if LeBron leaves, we never know when this is going to happen again. If it does, I'd like it one more time. And for people that are like, oh, it's Boston's time. They've waited for this. I'm like, fuck you. Oh, my God. People saying that Boston is deserved this. I saw one fan that was like, this is for all those fans that had to watch like Jordan Crawford. I'm like, you have 40 different players in the Hall of Fame that have played for your franchise. You know, you have like 17 retired numbers chill out like you're the Boston Celtics you've won 17 titles right 17 it's un it's unreal they have won like each decade like oh the 90s were so bad they didn't win a title it's like yeah but they won like you know nine in a row and then they won like three and then like um it's just like uh Boston fans are awful they will really get to you and I'm, I hate to generalize a whole fan base because if you generalize the Browns fan base I don't really fit in with most Browns fans. But there are just so many Boston fans that are irritating and love it. And they, they love to be that. You know, they'll they'll call J.R. Smith dirty and they'll say worse things about him than that. Yet Marcus or Markeith Morris, whichever one plays for them, he'll do similar, if not worse, stuff and taunt afterwards, and yet it's like, check out our guy. He is our guy. He knows us. He represents the city, and it's it's exhausting. It's nauseating. So, get it done in Cleveland. Game six, Friday night. And then Sunday night, anything goes. Game seven, the pressure will be on everyone involved, and it will be, can the veterans pick up the young guys on Boston? You know, can Al Horford and Morris and... All those guys pick up the young guys who are trying to make the NBA Finals and do the role players for the Cavs. Do they finally break through and make a dent in a road game? They've been able to play well at home, but is JR going to put up more zeros? You know, Is Kyle Korver not going to get the minutes? Is Ty Lue going to screw that up too? A lot still at stake. This series is not over. And anyway, hey. There's more basketball. I haven't been paying attention to the West because I don't care. Uh, The NBA, listen, it's not my thing. I like the Cleveland Cavaliers because they're from Cleveland. That's my thing. I root for the Cleveland sports teams. I really don't watch that much sports outside of my teams and college football. I'll watch college football till I die. But the West is 2-2. And the Warriors have to now win at least one road game if they want to make it to the NBA Finals. It's very interesting because a lot of people were ready to count the Rockets out. They said this was going to be either a Warriors sweep after the first win or Warriors in five after uh, after game three win, and then they really blew it at home 
in game four. And uh, yeah, that's seeing them only score three buckets in the fourth quarter after basically blowing them out in the third, you know, winning by like 15 in the third quarter and, and taking the lead and just being like, we're at home, we're the Warriors, we've been here before. It was very rare to see them act like that. That was one of the few games I did did watch uh, them play in the playoffs because usually they're just they're the same team over and over again. They you know what to expect, so it's very interesting. And you know I think LeBron deserves to be MVP because he's been the best player this year, and he's obviously the most important to his team because James Harden has had some bad games and they've won by like twenty. And Chris Paul has shown to be the best second banana in the NBA right now, uh, a lot more so than anyone the Cavs have. And that's why I have LeBron winning MVP, but you know Harden's really going to be able to show why he's the guy. And he's going to win the award, and we'll get to see why. He's got three games. He's got to win two. Uh, and, hey, at least one at home, unless you lose the first one. You, you'll have a game seven at home, too, at worst-case scenario, if you win one of those first two. It'd be really interesting to see if we have two game sevens in the conference finals. That would be a lot of fun. Other than that, don't have a lot going on. I haven't looked into The Bachelorette. Uh, I know it starts up on Monday. I will do a bigger breakdown next week after we have a chance to meet all the guys. I don't want to, I'm kind of tired of making guesses and predictions before we meet these people. Uh, as we saw last year, you really don't get a flavor of who these people are at all. Uh, when I had Sarah Swenerton on, I was making some wild claims about who I think is going to go far. I was like, this Bibiana, I think she's a finalist. And then I then we finally meet her. I'm like, I can't stand this girl. I can't wait till she leaves. And no, I don't see her going far. So I'm going to wait. Possibly have a guest on next week. Talk Bachelorette. Talk uh, everything that goes on with that show. And I'm excited for the Bachelorette. I know I've said excited like 4,000 times this episode, but I am excited because it's May and Bachelorette is my thing. Bachelor, Bachelorette, the whole Bachelor Nation. I am going to take a shot every time they say the damn thing. ABC has already hammered that home. They've put it on Instagram a bunch of times. They've put it in their preview. Doing the damn thing is not that catchy. It's just annoying. So watch out if you're watching. It's going to it's gonna get in your ear, drill a hole into your brain, and make you go insane. But we'll talk Bachelorette next week. I'll make some predictions uh, for what I see happening in the season. I'll have to be very bold considering I'll have one episode underneath my belt. But to make the predictions right now would be a little asinine. All right. Last up, we have a one-minute movie review. Last week we did uh, Thanos and the Infinity War uh, for the Avengers. That was an awesome movie. I've seen it twice now and loved it as much the second time as I did the first time. I went back for, to Marvel, saw Deadpool 2, loved Deadpool 2. Minute review starting now. Okay, Ryan Reynolds was his quip, quip, quippiest again. I thought he was more annoying in, in the first movie. I thought they did a little less like pandering to the audience in this one. So I think they improved on some of the little criticisms I had from the first one in that area. The storyline was was like realistic for the Marvel Universe. It wasn't like, you know, like poached out of nowhere and kind of like, you know, how Ultron was kind of like biding time. This one seemed 
to be much more like focused in the storyline and the story arc of Deadpool. And I was really excited about that because I thought, how are they going to do this? Are they going to make a third one? Are they going to keep on making them? But they were able to balance the comedy, balance the storyline, the action. Everything was a r really good. Uh, the jokes w were hilarious. I I hadn't been laughing that hard in the theaters probably since the Deadpool 1, to be honest. I, I mean, comedy has been overwhelming recent, uh, underwhelming recently. And Deadpool 2 did not disappoint. I will definitely see it again. There were a lot of things I found funny. The action was good. It didn't have to be like an origin story. It could actually be about the superhero and the super team. And man, was it it was fun. It was a good movie. I give it a 10.0. I recommend it to anybody. Uh, check out Deadpool 1, the first one, before you see it. My man, Rob Delaney, was hilarious in it as uh, Peter. Had not too many lines. He was, in the, he was in the previews a lot for somebody that wasn't really in the movie a whole lot. But he's a hilarious comedian. I saw him at Caroline's on Broadway years ago when I was living in New York City with two of my friends, Justin and Steven. We saw him at Caroline's on Broadway, and he was so funny then. He was like wildly inappropriate, a lot of good jokes, and he didn't really get to dive into all of his stuff in this movie. If you if you have Twitter, follow him on Twitter. He's probably the best account I follow on Twitter. Anyway, uh, check out Deadpool 2. It was awesome. Loved it. All right, I think that's it for this week. Uh, this was episode 47 of The Jake Season 2. Lots going on. Hope everyone has a really great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, be sure to tip your bartenders. Talk to you next week. Bye.